trust the movement, I negate the chaos, uplift the negative, I'll show up at the table again. Welcome to Grassroot Ohio, conversations with everyday people working on important issues here in Columbus and all around Ohio. I'm Carolyn Harding, and today I'm talking with nine activists, Grassroot Ohio guests I've interviewed over the past year and a half. Feeling barraged by the election debacle, the surge in COVID-19 infections and deaths, our innumerable causes, work, family, I struggled to find this week's show. I needed to embrace gratitude. It helps me. And no matter how or if you celebrate Thanksgiving, it's healing to know and find the good, the wins in our work, feel it and share it. So I invited our Grassroot Ohio guests to join us to give us a brief update on their work and to share their gratitude. Our first guest is Corinne Diebel. And our show with her was about bike commuters, all seasons, all weathers. Corinne, tell us what's going on for you. Oh, I'm continuing to ride my bike, finding it even easier in this cooler weather because it pushes me to uh, work harder and stay warm. But mainly what I'm working on these, these days is doing my best to raise my own awareness with mindfulness of how my choices impact the earth and all life on the earth, especially the people that have been oppressed and are continuing to be oppressed. And can I answer what I'm thankful for? Oh, yes. Okay. I want you to tell us. So I'm so grateful that I live close to nature, that nature surrounds me. I have easy access to the Olentangy River, to uh, woodlands around the river and the wetlands, which uh, helps me to stay grounded in beauty. I also uh, am thankful for Zach Bush, MD, who helps me stay in uh, and support my own truth, which is not the main way that COVID and other things are being looked at. But one of the quotes from uh, Zach Bush that I hold dear and love is that the fabric the fabric of the universe is beauty and the reaction to beauty is love. So that, that helps me with my mindfulness to keep bringing myself back to this place that loves all life when I'm making choices. So I'm also very grateful um, for uh, the creativity that I can easily access when I'm in this place of connection with love and finding uh, safe ways to socialize so that I'm not in that isolation. Thanks, Karen. Corinne. Um, I'm sure you would have like a whole session of gratitudes, but let's, <laughs> let's move on to our next activist. Thank you. And folks, thank you, Corinne. Our next activist is Eric Bellamy. He's been working on Gun Violence Survivor Network. Eric, can you give us an update and what you're grateful for? Yeah, so um, 
like she said, my name is Eric Bellamy. I am a founder of the Gun Violence Farmer Network, and I'm also the state lead for the Brady campaign out of Washington, D.C. for the state of Ohio. Um, we have entered lame duck season, so it's a busy, busy time for us. Um, you know, yesterday we had um, House Bill or Senate Bill 317 pass um, this the Senate, which now goes to the House, and that basically arms teachers with no training requirements. So we are really focusing on that bill right now. Um, and then we're also focusing on um, House Bill 248, um, which is basically like everything in one where they're trying to lower the CCW age to 18 um, and many other things, standard ground provision for businesses. It's basically like a bill with everybody's wishes um, and one. So right now we are really focused on the state house and these dangerous bills that are potentially going to be passed um, and potentially be signed by Mike DeWine. Um, and then also you have the stand your ground bill that we are really focusing on um, and putting a coalition across the country just for the state of Ohio from many different gun violence prevention groups because we have been able to have the Sandra Ground bill vetoed in the past, but- I want, I want you to wrap it up and I know we will reach you, but let's hear what you're grateful for. You have 20 seconds. Yeah, and I'm grateful for all the activists that has helped us create the wins that we have had this year. Um, I'm very grateful for everybody that is involved and politically motivated. I thank you so much. Thank you, Eric. And we'll link your, um, your action. With our Facebook, with all our inner, all our information. Our next guest is Kelly Porter Escobar, and she is she is skyping or zooming in from Mexico. She's with Love Without Lines, Amor Sin Linias. Hi, Kelly. There you yeah, go. I had to fix my microphone. Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, my name is Kelly Escobar. I am the founder of Love Without Lines, Amor Sin Linias. I currently live in Matamoros, Mexico, which is on the other side of Brownsville, Texas. I work full-time with people seeking asylum in the United States um, that have been turned down and sent back to Mexico under the Migrant Protection Protocols, um, Trump's MPP policy, where the people have to fight their case from outside of the country. Um, over the past almost 18 months, it has been an uphill battle. I work in the translation of documents and evidence for people for their court presentations. And um, needless to say, not many people have gotten through. There's been a lot of depression and anxiety going on down here. Um, what, are and, you, what is working down there, Kelly, right now? Um, right now, everything is kind of on hold. And... The asylum application changed in 2017 under Trump. So it's kind of pointless to, to still be translating all these evidences and documents right now um, because everything hopefully will change on January 20th or soon after. One um, that you might be grateful for. I am grateful that I've had this opportunity. I have met the most amazing, wonderful human beings, children, um, I am grateful for everybody that showed up to vote. And because of the people that have showed up to vote, these people actually have a chance. I'm grateful that I can tell them there is hope now and actually mean it instead of 
just trying to keep people from despair. Hey, Kelly, thank you so much for your work. And, yeah. um, and all your information will be on our information on Grassroot Ohio. Our next guest is Zerka. Zerka, are you with her? Yes, you're here. Are you ready? Zerka Abid. She's with Interfaith Alliance and My Project USA, and she just disappeared. So I'm going to skip Zerka for right now. We'll come back to her. Okay. And let's go with Dontavius Jarrells. Or if I'm pronouncing that wrong, tell us correctly, Dontavius. And I interviewed Dontavius um, about um, his forum called State of Black Mental Health Forum. Go ahead and give us a two-minute update and give us make sure you include what you're grateful for. Yeah, so uh, hopefully you all can hear me. Um, I'm grateful for a lot of things. One, Carolyn, thank you so much for uh, having me on uh, just to quickly just kind of recap some of the things we're doing. Um, you know, the Columbus African Council, which is an organization dedicated to uh, strengthening the divide across the African diaspora, is uh, working on a number of issues. Uh, particularly, we uh, started with the state of Black mental health. Um, that conversation is continuing, um, especially when we're seeing uh, suicide rates increase for Black men all across Ohio. Um, the, you know, we've been doing a lot of work um, in, in really just figuring out ways to bridge the divide amongst the African diaspora. And, uh, and that's something I'm truly honored and grateful for uh, because we're seeing uh, you know, some amazing cultural opportunities available in Columbus uh, from working with our Somali brothers and sisters to our Nigerian, Laotian, um, not Laotian, sorry, uh, 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 folks across all the diaspora. And so um, you know, stay tuned for a lot of other events um, that we're going to be doing in the community. Um, we're really excited to kind of kickstart a conversation around education, especially related to COVID, uh, continue the mental health conversation, um, and, and really building uh, uh, the Black agenda. What does that really look like in Columbus and beyond? And so uh, with that, thank you so much, Carolyn, for having me. And Let's hear your gratitude. Be here. Fantavious, yeah. what are you grateful for? What oh. is working? You know, I'm grateful for life. You know, I think that there are a, a number of people who unfortunately have uh, fallen victim to COVID-19 and, uh, you know, my family included being uh, some of my family currently uh, dealing with COVID-19. So I'm grateful for the fact that I wake up every day to support my family and uh, support colleagues all across Ohio uh, in a number of different capacities uh, to ensure that we're, uh, you know, we're doing everything we can to keep families healthy and Ohio's healthy across the state. So. Awesome. Thank you, Dontavia, so much. Thank you. Our next guest is Zerka Abid, and she's um, <clears throat> our show that we did with her was on Interfaith Alliance, but she also is very involved in her nonprofit, which is called My Project USA. So Zerka, please give us, we have two minutes, give us an update of where you are, and also then make sure you leave time for your gratitudes. Okay, so um, thank you so much, Carolyn, for having me in this meeting, and I'm sorry, I've been waiting in the waiting room for some time, and I think that, and then right. by the time my laptop gave up, so I'm sorry for that. I, um, I am right now in our new location, which is 3275 Sullivan Avenue. This is a location we, achieve, um, we got after we moved from 3036, which was our um, family pantry. And now this is a whole big um, location, which was used to be an old office building, medical office building. We are turning this into a free fresh produce market. Um, uh, soup kitchen slash sandwich shop uh, downstairs is gonna be the proper um, tutoring center, um, job training development area, offices and everything. So this is a big project on Sullivan Avenue. We did not have any place like this in this whole area. 
this is an area where we have sex trafficking, drug dealing, all of that. Uh, we've been working on gangs and drugs issues, as you all know. Um, there were, uh, at the beginning of COVID, there were uh, two homicides already happened. One was on 24th of April and second was on uh, 21st of June, um, which was schools are closed, drug dealers are out, there's nothing else to do for the kids. So we even suspended our activities, but then we had to resume no matter what, because we had to provide something for the kids to make sure that no more children are uh, being preyed by these drug dealers and criminals out here in our neighborhood. So I am just blessed to report that uh, it did help. Uh, we just concluded last Saturday, we concluded our um, um, soccer league, which included like 250 children from Hilltop area. Our soccer director, youth directors are doing an uh, amazing job right now. Uh, our, our whole team of uh, professionals are right now working on um, career development program. We have launched My Pathways, My Tailored Image, and Under My Wing. All so what is your what is your gratitude, Sirka? I know you're a busy woman. Yes. <laughs> What's your gratitude? My gratitude is I am humbled and uh, truly grateful for this opportunity, for my health, for the blessing, for our family, and especially my husband, who has been a partner in this journey of thirty years. That I'm able to do this. I've not. I'm not getting any salary for last five years from this organization or any nonprofit. And this is an amazing opportunity. I'm so grateful that I'm able to help hundreds of families and have changed lives in over five years in this West Side area. It's been an amazing journey. I'm very Thank grateful you. that God has chosen me for this job. Thank you, Zerka, so much. Our next guest is Kaya Woodford. And I interviewed Kaya um, during um, Black Lives Matters, the, the height of it. And she's working with a group called Bexley Anti-Racism Project. Kaya. My name is Kaya Woodford. And I'm a founding member, founding board member of the Bexley Anti-Racism Project. And our mission is to educate, amplify, and mobilize students of marginalized backgrounds, their voices in our community. And as of right now, we have a lot of different members focused on different projects. So we have students working with staff members on professional development workshops, which amplify student voices to provide insight to student experience in the high school. And those have been very successful and we've gotten a lot of positive feedback from that. I personally am a member of the Bexley Anti-Racism Task Force, which is a collaborative effort between students and administrators and school board officials to create anti-racist policy. And that's a real work in progress because the board can only discuss these matters at their scheduled meetings. So our task is to research other districts who have anti-racist policy and see what we can pull from their work to implement hopefully in Bexley. And we also have students of the high school chapter working to create a club in the high school right now, which is really exciting because they'll have more freedom to operate within the school during school hours, meet at lunch, as long as we're in session and further, they can make announcements during homeroom and we can have a greater reach within the high school. Um, something I'm grateful for is the space that we've created within our organization for students to share their experience. And it's nice to have a supportive group of people who are facing similar challenges. And we're all students and many of us are black or brown or of a marginalized background. And we can share in the frustrations we've had watching this current administration come to a close, thank goodness. And we are 
appreciative of hopeful change in the future with the next administration. So I'm thankful also to be on the show and for my health and my family as well. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Kaya, for your work. Our next guest is Doug Fowler. And um, we just I just interviewed Doug um, maybe a month or so ago about Youngstown. And the title of, the, of our show was called What's in Youngstown's Water? Doug, can you give us an update? Well, not much of one. We haven't gotten a whole lot of data back yet. And uh, that's only one thing I work on. Um, you know, I consider myself still a science educator. I'm retired from UW-Fox Valley in Wisconsin, but my immediate thing, in fact, the last few days I've spent trying to track down images from the old Apollo image catalogs for all those great images that were used in Earth Day back in the 70s and 80s, images we take for granted. And I think images that show us that we just live on this little small ball of water and earth and cloud. And as Jane Goodall points out, it's our only home. We're not going anyplace else. There's no place else to go, really. Uh, you know, physics will tell you that, really. And um, so that's been fun. I, I hope I get a chance to offer some of these presentations when this COVID thing winds down. Uh, it'd be a lot of fun. And I think about what I'm grateful for. I mean, I'm 65 now. I've seen a lot of stuff and I am so grateful for the friends I've known over the years, the mountains I've gone up, uh, the wilderness areas, our own backyard here in Trumbull County, Ohio with our flowers. And we've let this whole patch grow up wild to bring back the birds and um, the dragonflies, the butterflies. It's all wonderful. I mean, you look at the moon, you look at uh, our own earth, you look at the smallest flower and then you look at all of you, the younger people out there. This is all part of one interrelated system and our politics is wrapped up with it. And uh, I'm so grateful to know people. A lot of people aren't with us anymore that I know. Some of them are still with us, dear friends. Some of them are here right now. I think of Teresa down there. You know, I'm so so fortunate to have known Teresa Mills and by proxy, you know, Lois Gibbs, who was one of my heroes in college, you know. So it was so wonderful through Teresa to spend time with Lois Gibbs. And uh, I, I can't express just how grateful I've been for the, the people I've known in this life and the fun I've had in nature, the environment, that sort of thing. I, I, I hope the younger people can carry this on. Please, please do. It's cheap entertainment. You know, it's, so. I think you've got, you've got gratitude down, Doug. I think that's a good mindset, dear. All right, let's move on. We have a couple folks. One, Cynthia Brown with Stop Re Police Brutality. She's at the State House right now. She may be able to pop in. And um, our next guest is David Harewood. And I interviewed David with um, Jonathan Beard on Everyday People for Positive Change. David, give us an update and also what you're grateful for. So um, the, uh, the, 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 the campaign for everyday people has, has pretty much switched to like now, now the um, city council is going to be switching to a, uh, a district based, but at large voted on system uh, in 2021 though, for the last four months, um, I've mostly been helping a lot with a lot of what has gone on with the resistance on a logistical level, um, front lines, and then some social media. Um, last week, I got a one of the things that I'm grateful about is uh, that there's a uh, there are a lot of stuffed shirts who have decided that they have been they've been groomed and elected, but we can now hold them more accountable, I believe, because 
there's a better infrastructure to do so on a statewide level that we may not have had on a countywide level and that we have on a countywide level now because of deep organizing done by folks like hashtag rep your block uh, grassroots democrats um the efforts of people like morgan harper the efforts of people like jasmine ayers um who we have been able to shake up some of the orthodoxy and even while people are going into the orthodoxy and giving lip service to these things that have hurt people we can at least say look we now have the infrastructure to say hey our um police may or may not go the right way we need to hold them accountable we can actually do that our our elected officials we can contact and we know how to get through those systems now David, what are you grateful for? What has no, been- that's what I'm grateful for, that we built over the course of this chaos um, a sense of accountability and hope that we weren't having, you know, there, there was a lot of same old, same old stuff going on in 17. And many people have benefited from that. But, but now I, I really do believe with the upset that became the uprising, many of these things that were given lip service before can actually have actionable solutions. That's awesome. Awesome. Great gratitude. All right. Um, Teresa Mills is our last guest. And if we have some time, we can all, you know, talk a little more. Um, Some folks haven't been able to make it. Um, Teresa Mills, I've had her on the show twice, probably should have her on every week. But um, the the shows that we did with um, Teresa was on oil and gas, brine, which is the waste from oil and gas drilling. And then we also did a show called Freedom Demands Action, Stop Ohio uh, Senate Bill 33. Teresa, can you give us about an update and um, and maybe even what how you're trying to reach out to all groups in Ohio? Uh, Thank you, Caroline. Um, I really love your show and I appreciate what you're doing. I have been doing environmental work in Ohio for over 30 years, so I do work on all things oil and gas. Doug, love you. Diane, I know you're there behind the scenes. I love you, too. Senate Bill 33 is on hold, and it was the critical infrastructure anti-protest bill. Um, it, it, all it has to do is be passed by the House, and that will, that will be law. Um, One of the things that I'm concerned about right now is, and I hope all of you who do work at the State House are paying attention to this, and it's House Bill 784. And this bill was prompted by the Black Lives Matter and the, the citizens expressing their democratic rights under protest this summer. This bill will make all of us felons. It gives the police the ability to take any action, including death, if they are in fear of their lives. So this is an unconstitutional bill, but with our legislature, you know, it could very well pass. Maybe not during lame duck, but next year. So please keep your eye on it. That's what I'm keeping my eye on right now. It's very important to me. And so if you have any of your groups are uh, concerned with this, please, please, please contact your legislators. I know I'm not supposed to say that because I'm part of a 501c3 organization, but to hell with it, you know, please do what you can. Um, What I'm grateful for is every one of these beautiful faces that I see on the screen right now. And I wish that I could help all of you in all of your issues. You know, 
if I could be there sitting on your shoulder, I would certainly be there. And Carolyn knows how to get a hold of me. So if you ever have any questions or just want to talk, give Carolyn a call and she can make contact with me. And I wish you all the best of luck. And I'm grateful for my family and my my daughter who works in a hospital laboratory who is, you know, on the front lines with this disease or this virus. So, you know, I'm just, I'm grateful for everything right now of, of our lives and we'll get rid of the Cheeto in the White House. And anyway, that's all. <laughs> um, I want to encourage every single activist who would, no matter what your issue is, is to reach out to Teresa because this anti riot bill is dangerous for all of us and uh, she is um, gathering names and, and emails so that she can share what she knows about and share it with other strong activists like um, like I know that Black Lives Matters um, Central Ohio is working on this issue as well so um, I we have a little extra time because a few folks didn't weren't able to show up I want to just go, I'm going to just call your name out and I'd like you to give folks your email address or your website so that folks can reach out to you and get more information. Kaya, why don't you give folks your website? Oops, put yourself on, take off mute. Thank I you. should know how to do this being a virtual student, but it's bexleyarp.org and our email is listed there as well. It's the same one, bexleyarp at gmail.com. And that's the Bexley Anti-Racist Project. Thank you. How about you, Doug? Where can people um, find out about your cause? Oh, well, I have an email and it's my name in reverse. It goes, this is all lowercase, A, Fowler Douglas. So A-F-O-W-L-E-R-D-O-U-G-L-A-S at gmail.com. Thank you so much. And that's water issues in Youngstown. How about you, Kelly? Kelly Porter Escobar. How can people reach you, your website? The, the best way to contact me is through email and it's lovewithoutlines at gmail.com. Um, I also have a Facebook page, Love Without Lines and Morrison Lineas. And um, I don't post a lot right now on Facebook. There's some political stuff going on down here in Mexico that I've had to try to handle. So I'm kind of on radio silence right now, but um, email is the best way. Thank you. How about you, Zerka? Real quick. Info at myprojectusa.org and uh, the website is also myprojectusa.org. We are very active on Facebook, so that also if you send a message through Facebook, you can reach us. Thank you. And David? You can usually find me either uh, through, I've got two Facebook pages, Theater for All People and Everyday People Columbus. And uh, my email address is theater four as a number four, um, allpeople at gmail.com. Theater is spelled R-E. Thank you. And you, Eric. Sorry about that. So for what I spoke about today, the bills that's going on in the state house, you can email me at ebellamy at bradyunited.org. Um, and also you can, we have a Facebook group. So if you add me on Facebook, I can add you to our Facebook group. Um, and then also you could go to our organization's website at bradyunited.org. And um, there's a bunch of stuff on the website regarding the Ohio gun bills that's going on right now that we're Thank you. And Teresa, you're the last. I, I will give you my our, my Ohio webpage, which is ben, B-E-N-O-H dot org, benohio.org. And my email is my national organization email, which is tmills at C-H-E-J dot org. So who, what am I grateful for? I'm grateful for you, 
activists and volunteers here in Ohio and all around the world to your commitment, to your courage, to your work. You give me hope. You get me out of bed. I get courage from you. I also am thankful to our listeners from the bottom of my heart to the top. Thanks so much. In addition to our Friday 5 p.m. broadcast on WGRN.org, Grassroot Ohio will now air on Sundays at 2 p.m. on WCRSFM.org, 92.7, 98.3 FM, and at 4 p.m. at WEJPLPFM, 107.1 FM in Wheeling, Moundsville, West Virginia. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to Grassroot Ohio, 94.1 FM, WGRN.org. We air Friday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you can listen to all our previous shows archived on the top post of our Grassroot Ohio Facebook page. There's a time to listen and learn, a time to organize and strategize, and a time to stand up, fight back.